0: watching Kick sports. Podcast. It's such a big weekend for Dutch combat sports. I thought I would get one of the foremost voices in the studio today to talk about what's going on. Giovanni Chin, what's going on, man? How are you doing today?
1: You doing all right, man? How are you?
0: Man, you know, me hanging out. Now we got a lot to talk about. We got big stuff going sure. on in Glory, Bellator, UFC, but I want to get to know you a little more because I think you and I met just because we kept showing up at the same shows. And eventually we were like, oh, maybe we should shake hands. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, Matt? So yeah. I, I want to know, like, how did you get started in combat sports?
1: It's, uh, well, let's let's start with one thing. I didn't go to school for it. So um, kids, if you're watching, that's maybe some bad advice. But <laughs> I did not go to, to school for it. Um, actually, yeah. how it started, um, it was, uh, this is my 10th year in the, in the biz, so to say. And it started because the UFC wasn't broadcasted in the Netherlands on, the te- on television back then. Right. And um, it was on Fox in America. And then Fox came here to the Netherlands. So I thought, you know, they're going to uh, broadcast the UFC. But they didn't. Of, or they it wasn't the plan. Okay. And uh, what I did, I created a Facebook page to gather as much people as I can to show the UFC... And the broadcaster then that people would like to see the u f c
0: okay okay, and this yeah. and this worked
1: and um we gathered fifty thousand people on this facebook page, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and actually um got invited. oh well, we got invited to the u f c and I did my first reporting gig at u f c Berlin. Musasi versus Munoz. That was my first event ever.
0: Oh my god! Wait, so you yeah. got invited by the UFC because you started a Facebook fan page? That's, yeah, well, that's it, the it coolest was, it, thing.
1: I know, but it was it was then. Probably these days, it's not going to work as it <laughs> did way back then. But it wasn't me. It wasn't it wasn't me alone. Um, you, you probably know Big Marcel. Everybody knows Big Marcel.
0: Of course, of course,
1: of course. Yeah. So he was in the crew. Uh, a couple of other guys were in the crew, and um, actually Marcel was the big engine he He knows everything uh, he's he 's like a machine it 's not normal how hard that guy works yeah and um it was with we were with a group and uh, on the Facebook page, just providing news and and even breaking news. We broke the news that um, Aldo got injured when he was supposed to fight Connor the first time.
0: That was you, you guys. It was your fault.
1: On Facebook. On Fe- it, was, it wasn't even a real outlet. It was, and everybody was asking, yeah, who's your source? Well, we are the source. We are the source. So that was cool. And um, actually from there, we created a website uh, called Epic MMA back in the days. Mm-hmm. And um, started doing uh, uh, reporting on UFC events, especially in Europe. So mm-hmm. combined, I did like 15 of them. And from there, and um, yeah, we 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 went a little bit the other way around. Um, from UFC, we went to Bellator, we went to Glory, and now I'm doing local stuff. So <laughs> it's it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit the other way around. But um, yeah, and that's how it started. And from there, eventually we stopped working together at the at the, on the website. So the website stopped. Marcel did this thing, blew up. is the goat n- nowadays. Oh, he really is. He is he is the goat. I can I can say everything anything I want, but that guy he is the goat. I don't know anyone that knows more about MMA than he does. Yep. Um yep. but um from there I did some freelancing, so I uh I did some freelance stuff for Vice, for Spike, for uh, Dutch newspapers. Mm-hmm. And um uh, eventually uh yeah, I thought maybe it's time to do a little bit more in front of the camera than after, than behind the camera. Because mm-hmm. in the old days, it was always over the shoulder. It was always over the shoulder reporting. So you did not actually see the, the, the person that is interviewing. And nowadays, with social media and stuff, people are more tended to be in front of the camera. So uh, let's say four years ago, I started with Instagram and yeah. that's it and now i'm just uh, providing news and going to events and reporting actually uh, not for an outlet but just for me to be honest
0: (laughs) well it's like a big open secret that we have in mma media that like social media is very helpful and all that stuff but most of these people have other jobs you are one of the few people who are full-time combat sports covering all day long right like that's that's an accomplishment in itself
1: it is. It is. It's not really the case because, um, the, like, the covering the sport in, uh, like, um, as a journalist or as a reporter, that's all like freelance for myself. And yeah. during the day, yes. I do work in combat sports, but it's a, a completely different role. It's more. It's more. It is creative, but it's more business related. But I've been doing this that job for not that long, like six months. Before that, I was just an IT guy, man, just grinding and. Okay actually working to pay for my too expensive hobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <I try. laughs> but no, it's incredible. I've just like how far you've made it. And then like people in the combat sports space, like everyone knows you. And like you were just showing me, you have like gloves signed by Rico Verhoeven and Anderson Silva, stuff like that. Like looking back over 10 years, you must reflect. Like how does it, how does it feel looking back and seeing that much success? You've, you're successful in a career you wanted to be successful in.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not there yet, but at the end of the road, it, there is no there, you know. Uh, it's, I'm not like getting full time paid for doing uh, reporting. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, if I reflect, then I'm. I'm very happy, and I'm very. I, I know that it is that I'm. Well, it's not luck because we work hard for it. But yeah, um, yeah. it's. Um, I know. I'm. Um, I'm blessed for in a, in a, in a sense, but if I look back and the accomplishments and especially the people I've met, you know, it's for like, let's say you love football and try to get an interview with Lionel Messi. It will, it's not going to work. It's, no. it's, it's not, it's not going to work. But now I've almost met all my heroes. Almost, almost, mm. all my, at least all the fighters that I would love to interview. And I almost uh, only John Jones and John is watching. um, He is watching. John Jones is is the only one left. John Jones is the only one left. And, and yeah, it's, um, it's coming. It'll happen.
0: It'll happen, man. He's got it. But
1: I have patience. I have patience. I've I've been in this for 10 years. So I know it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) 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 It is a marathon. So I'm aware of that. But, um, yeah, if I if I look back and and like, let's say when I started, I had all these goals, and I want to be this, and I want to be that. But now it's more like even if it will not pay all of the bills, hmm. I, I still had an awesome journey and a unique one because, uh, especially in the Netherlands, um, I, I know that and um, the, the the experience and the the stuff that I that I. Uh, yeah, that i did that it's it's, it's unusual so to say and and uh, to to roll back on the facebook thing i sold that facebook page eventually to the broadcaster and that's how i bought all my gear <laughs> 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 that's how i bought all my gear so that's uh, that's my secret yeah
0: man it's been a good journey now people starting out in the industry it's a it, it, it's it's actually a very well-connected industry to do stuff in social media spaces, like on Instagram. And stuff. like, it's, it's insane to me. Most of my job offers have come from Twitter. Most interviews I book through Instagram. So anyone can, can kind of do it, but how does one who is starting out in this industry keep pushing to the point of being successful? Like what advice would you pass on to these people who are starting out?
1: So that's a very good question. Um, what I, uh, well, if, if I think about it and I think about um, what I needed when I started out, I just needed someone to help me, to guide me. Luckily, when I was at the UFC Berlin uh, show, I've met um, uh, Sandhu, Samakta Sandhu, uh, Sandu MMA, also yep. big name nowadays. I met Sandhu and uh, Abby, and um, uh, they were for MMA Junkie, uh, especially uh, Abby and... He he just taught he taught me everything. Like I was I was making selfies with fighters, and he was just brutally disrespecting me because there's something that you cannot do, even though everybody does it nowadays, um, and all those kind of stuff. If I um, if I was too buddy with a fighter, he would just text me like, oh, "Fucker, this that you cannot do that because you have to be <laughs> objective." So because I didn't went to school for this, I had to learn it like the hard way, like falling on my face, get back up. Well, you know, the fall eight times, get back up nine times, uh, that kind of stuff. So I have to learn it the hard way. And, um, and to answer your question, and mm. um, I do not really advise them. What I do is when I'm on Instagram or any other social media and I see, a uh, an account with, um, just a couple of, uh, likes or other followers, mm-hmm. I just reach out to them and I just say, look, uh, um, I know you're uh, you're starting, and, and I've been this, I've been doing this for ten years, but I'm only doing this with Dutch people because it's going to be a lot if I do it with everyone. Yeah. But um, like, if I see something, somebody like trying to make it or trying to do something in this industry, I just reach out and try to help, uh, try to set up interviews for them. And like just uh, another guy, Emil is called, and he has an Instagram page called Stand em Up. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty big big base as well. But it was very international, and he wanted to do stuff in the Netherlands. So um, I just helped him out. So I just took him along with Glory, and and he was my plus one. And from there, he made his connection, and now he can go by himself and doing all kinds of stuff. So just trying to help, man, because –
0: You know Emil does that? Emil does that to me now. He's like, hey, Tim, you should come to this event with me. (laughs) So he's just doing it
1: to me now. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, you know, uh, uh, people, th- there is no real competition, you know, there is no competition, and especially in the Netherlands, there's uh, enough room for everyone, and it's just picking up. Fighting sports is, is growing, it's still growing. So, for me, I just like to help everyone that needs help, and I don't, I don't, I like give without expecting, giving without expectation, just, it's a little bit selfish because I do it to feel good, it's for for me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just trying to help out, just trying to set up interviews, get people to events, uh, uh, letting them meet other people, expanding their network. And eventually, you know, if everybody grows, the sport grows, and we can all eat more. So That's the thing.
0: We're not competing. We're all working towards the same goal here. And you did say one interesting thing that I wanted to touch on is not taking selfies with fighters when you're in the media room because it's important. And someone gave me this advice as well. But, like, you're not a promoted fan you are a professional like i i it's a weird thing it's gonna sound really like but you've been there as well it's gonna sound like i'm really patting myself on the back but like we were at the weigh-ins and there's like karen bryant in front of me there's michael biz being there there's john gooden but you have to tell yourself like you deserve to be here this is where you oh. deserve to be because you are these people's peers when you're in that media room but it's hard not being a fan right
1: it is it is but actually well a funny thing is shout out John Gooden by the way um i did um i did a commentary gig and that guy just booked 2 hours to help me getting off my nerves
0: no he way he said
1: okay let's do a zoom you're going to sit there i'm going to sit here and i'm going to teach you everything and just you just broke it all down into hours and i was like but you know um oh my god John, John yeah but John started out in the UFC almost the same time as i was there as a reporter so we've been, it's, it's, we're not best friends or something, but, you know, we we we're, we were acquainted with each other. And and sometimes he calls me when there's, like, uh, uh, a Dutch guy fighting and he wants to have a little bit more research and I uh, help him out. And, uh, yeah, he did me a big favor, like, helping me with uh, with commentary. And I still suck. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> I still suck. And it's public. But it doesn't matter because I leave everything online. Like, the first interviews I did, it's all... Crappy, and I just leave it because it reminds me of you know the growth that you make and uh, it keeps you humble and um you know I do have some success, but and I'm a little bit um I have to be careful because I really like it, the attention yeah. and stuff, so I really keep keeping myself grounded and I got my mother that's highly critical of everything I do what's <laughs> in a good way in a good way, in a good way, so she keeps me grounded, so that's all right, yeah. So that's yeah, but uh, yeah, about the, about the selfies, yeah, I was making selfies like crazy. I was like, man, I saw Mark Munoz back in the days. Uh, yeah. well, Everyone in Ghana, uh, almost oh, everyone God. except John, John. John, come on, man. Yeah, except John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? It's funny. I think early on, even before we had really good setups, like I got I got a good microphone now. You have an amazing setup, amazing microphone, amazing camera, all that stuff. Even before then, I think when you're a little bit nervous and starting out, I think we're a little bit better because you're uncomfortable and I'm doing so much research. Like I have people, I had people on and I would do hours and hours of research, but now like I'll have a world champion on and sometimes I'll like, Oh, five minutes of research. You know what I mean? It's actually a weird yeah. thing where I think I was better last year <laughs> in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Am I wrong here?
1: No, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, but there is a, there's a, 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 another side on doing too much research. And, and I, I do, um, how do you call it? I, I do recognize that because um, previously when I went to um, like glory press conferences or you receive press conferences, I had like an entire list with, I don't know, 40 questions of things I have to ask. And it doesn't, it, it's not a conversation anymore. It's like question answer. Okay. Next question. And now I do the same as you. Like I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram every Friday. I have live, uh, live interviews. And I uh, interview uh, like a glory kickboxer or MMA fighters, uh, or uh, I don't know, even even people behind the scenes like cut man or something. Just just to have people um, introduced into uh, our world. And um, nowadays it's like maybe four bulletin points, four talking points, and it's just flowing. It's just talking, and it's much better. So yeah, in, in one way, that was maybe it was better. Because you did so much research, but on the other hand, now it's more natural. So,
0: and that's that's sides. the secret. You actually don't want an interview; you want a conversation.
1: Yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's important. That's something that uh, that uh, that I really wanted to have known when I started out. It's a conversation; it's not a Q and A. So yeah, that's yeah, that's it yeah. yeah.
0: Easier said than done, when, especially when you have big names, like you yeah. have like Ernesto Hoost and Bas Rutten on. I'd be so nervous for I was like,
1: <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. When I started out, well, well, actually, um, when I started out the Facebook page, Bas Rutten was the first one that printed out a, a picture, like I want a UFC on Dutch television. And uh, Ernesto Hoost was uh, actually, oh. and um, Ernesto Hoost and Remco, I don't know if you know Remco Pardul, um, I probably, he, I might
0: know the face if I saw that. I, yeah, I don't know the name of the either.
1: UFC too. Okay. And, and he also very, very supporting. And uh, nowadays, and that's very crazy because when I talk to Ernesto Host, it's only about food and it's not even about <laughs> fighting. It's only about food and chilling <laughs> and hanging out. And and, doing, and for me, that's insane because he was one of my, he's from the same country as I am originally. So for me as a kid um, looking, it's it's like, Someone from my country made it like internationally, like in the in the K1 scenes. I really looked up to him, and now uh, it's very surreal that I just speak to him on a regular basis and just kicking it and having fun. It's it's so so strange, but cool as well. Right.
0: So, how did you start as a, as a combat sports fan? Did you start on K1? Did you start on the UFC? Where was your first kind of introduction the to the all this?
1: This story is even funnier. Um, <laughs> as I said, I was in IT. So I'm a, I'm a low key geek, not low key. I'm very proud of being a geek, by the way, <laughs> uh, but but especially a gadget geek and games. I like games too. Still 40, still playing games. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I started out, and it was very uh, very very funny because um, it was a, a colleague of mine. His name is uh, Craig McGibbon, mm-hmm. and um, he. Told me that a WWE guy is going to fight the heavyweight UFC champion.
0: And is Brock? Like, is this Brock Lesnar?
1: Brock Lesnar yeah, versus okay. Randy Couture. Yeah, versus nice. Randy Couture. <laughs> UFC yeah.
0: ninety-one.
1: Um, that was a good time. You see, uh, my memory isn't that good. <laughs> I can tell you my own history, but other than that, no, I'm very. But each, each, everyone has his own skill. <laughs> no, but um, he told me that, and I watched that event. And I really, to be honest, didn't like it because um, because I wasn't familiar with that kind of violence. You know, I was K-1, kickboxing, I understood. Um, but MMA, um, a lot of people, when they react like shocking to MMA, uh, I can understand them. But when you yeah. see the techniques and you understand anything, everything that's going on, you can appreciate it. And of course, you see blood, but... You know, it's 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 a different, and it's not that I like violence. I like sport, you know. So, um, but especially but the, that back- that fight in
0: particular, like Brock was so much bigger, and Randy was like an eighty-five year old man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. So yeah, but it, I, I watched the entire event, not only the the mm-hmm. the, the main event, just the mm-hmm. entire event. But it didn't grab me yet, so uh, I thought, oh, well, maybe some, maybe sometime. And then, um, about the game, UFC undisputed, uh, two or three or one. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was one of them. Yeah. And then I played the game and I, I, I you know, as a, as a gamer, you check the, the, the stats, and the moves of course. And yeah. I got familiar with the techniques and the, the, the positions on the ground and the submissions. And then, um there was a, I don't know which one it was, but an Anderson Silva fight. Yeah. And um, I don't remember anymore which one it was. But on that card, I recognized those guys from the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy is a striker and that guy is a grappler and stuff and anything. And I was was really in shock because the same announcer was Bruce Buffer and I heard the same voices, Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg back in the days. So, um, and once I got that, that link that, that that relationship actually with with the with the organization and with the fighters so to say then i really was interested because i knew more about the sport and um i don't know uh, which event i i, I think that nccf really got me on it yeah. really got me um hooked and from there it was it was crazy it was uh, especially with the ufc marketing and back in the days there weren't like weekly fights. It was like a couple of months and then was there was an event. So you really waited and anticipated on it. And, you know, it, it's not because I live in the Netherlands. So yeah. when the main card starts, it's 4 a.m.
0: We're not, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> you can do that once a month. You can do that <laughs> maybe <laughs> twice a month. But at my age, like, I just want to chill out on the on the couch and relax and not till 8 a.m. or something. But... <laughs> Yeah, um, back in those days.
0: You can't yeah. even work at that time. Like We're supposed to like write articles and stuff. It's six in the morning. The sun is coming up. How do you expect me to write? You know what I mean? We can't stay up is what I'm saying. We're too old for this.
1: It, that, that's true. And yeah, I'm, I'm not the type of guy that do a nap in the afternoon. I, I cannot sleep. So yeah, well, nowadays um, I try. I really try. But once you hear that, there's like a, a cut scene that says, Please wait. We'll be right back. And that's that music. Yeah, that's the, that typical UFC wait music. And that gets me every time. Every time <laughs> that thing comes on, I'm I'm falling asleep. So yeah, I tried, but I'm I'm not staying up anymore. I try actually, but like big events or for me, what I find interesting. Some uh, some fighters, I do stay up, but yeah. man, it's a struggle.
0: I, I i think the last time like i think a connor fight i'll stay up for kind of thing but that's that's about
1: it, it at was, this point i i really i was really curious about john jones Gun. so that one i had to stay up
0: i'm almost yeah yeah sometimes i will i'll do the opposite where i'll get up at five in the morning and just catch the main event and then go back to sleep again
1: <laughs> smart yeah but i'm not a morning person as well so that's tough <laughs> so that's tough
0: so at that time you got into the ufc through the video game you were a major gamer what else were you playing at this time because it's a weird thing where the ufc game is a sports game but if you like fighting there was other fighting games that you could be into
1: true but actually uh what well back really really back in the days it was tekken for me Tekken, really i I, I love tekken um but um other than that i only played like ufc call of duty I, i played a lot um what, what else gta of course um doing stuff that i normally cannot do but wish i could sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes um
0: you're talking about uh, like, nowadays, like making money and stuff like that in the stock market yeah I'm, making I'm money, like doing
1: that. crazy stuff like i only could do in my dreams um and, and uh nowadays i play fifa uh, sometimes but not a lot because my son ruined it for me he's 14 and he's kicking my ass every time and it just hurts so i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> uh but i do play um um ufc4 shout out ea the netherlands thank you <laughs> and um i uh i play a um platform game called brawlhalla i don't know if you know that i don't do, know this do one Brawl? yeah quite
0: a Brawl. bit hey, yeah, yeah
1: it's like uh mario smash but for the PlayStation.
0: Oh this looks super fun. This looks really good. But let me ask oh, you something. So the new UFC games, the EA ones, you started on yeah. the THQ ones. And I know yeah. maybe maybe you're working with EA a little bit. Which ones do you like more?
1: The originals or the new ones? <laughs> um I have to say at first I like the um I can tell you what I like more of the one and of the other. Like the THQ games? Yeah. Um those are more reactive. So when you punch, you punch And it's the same as in FIFA, by the way, Um, because when um, EA UFC, it's, it looks like the the animations are a little bit too long. So if you want to make a combination very quick, then you have to wait. You can cancel it nowadays, but it's, it's a little bit more slow paced. um, And it's difficult, uh, more difficult than new EA EA ones. And those are like weird button combinations and stuff. But that's also a charm, I think, because if you're really good, then you're really, really good. You know, you cannot you cannot just button bash and win that game. So it takes skill. Um but I do think, um let's see for me it's tough. I, I think it's tough. And it's not because because I'm not working with EA by the way, I work um the PR agency that does it for EA gives me so I have to give them a shout out actually, Perfect. but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I I do really like the game, um, because it's, it's complicated. And if you can like not master it, but if you can, if you're a bit handy with it, give some, uh, some satisfaction. And I only play online. So, because that's my thing. I love, I love playing online games.
0: So your son's 14 yeah. beating you at video games. Is it disheartening now? Cause I'm starting to get to this point too where fighters are closer to your son's age than they are to your age now?
1: Fighters, um, the, in, 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 in English, if you say you to someone, it's just you, right? You say you to older people. You say you to younger people. In the Netherlands, okay. um, we say you, as in if if you're uh, amongst your peers, you know. Okay. But if you're uh, with elderly people, you say you. Oh, okay. So instead of "yeah," it's u, like a like a form of respect. And nowadays people call me u. So it does hurt a little bit. It it does hurt a little bit like the young ones um, it it does hurt a little bit and I use usually corrected them like say yeah, just say you. Yeah. But now nowadays I think, you know, your parents brought you up correctly. If you say u to me then it's a form of respect. So I'll just take it. And I have gray hair as well. So I, I can understand. <laughs>
0: so you started with Gegard Musasi. And now Gaegard is still fighting this weekend. Like it's, it's insane how long he's been in the fight game. Cause he was fighting at the highest levels in Dream in Japan in like 2008, 2009, had a stint with Strike Force in the UFC. Now he's just having a good time in Bellator. Uh, like I, I wanted to talk to you about Gegard Musasi. Where is he at in his career? Are we talking about Gegard in the last like four fights of his career or is he just going to keep fighting for the rest of his life?
1: I think I think he doesn't have to fight. I think he has a, enough money, enough accomplishment because he is in my opinion the Dutch MMA goat. He's so underrated um The for, Dutch
0: MMA uh, goat. Let me see. Who else would be there? Alistair?
1: Alistair. Boss.
0: Marlus Kunen?
1: Marlon Kunen. Yeah. No, not the GOAT. None of them are the GOAT, in my opinion. Because if you look at his record, it's insane. If you look at the people he fought, no controversy. Stand-up guy. Um, always respectful. Um, last couple of years, he, his personality comes out a little bit more. So I like that because he's actually really funny. and Like this and Colin McGregor and stuff. And very smart, intelligent, uh, the way he um, carries himself. I I do think that Gegard is the best MMA fighter ever from the Dutch. The Dutch from, best, the best Dutch MMA fighter ever. Yeah, it's just all pluses. I don't see. Only thing that's missing in his career is UFC belt, and that's not even his fault because he's got he got kicked out for no reason. Actually, in, in my opinion.
0: Well, the story that we heard, at least from the English reporting, English side reporting, was that he was negotiating with Bellator and the UFC at the same time. And then the UFC said, oh, if you're negotiating with them, just go with them. Like, we're not going to pay you more. And at that time, he was like a top three middleweight on a win streak in the UFC. And the UFC just said, no problem, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and that's because he wasn't, he wasn't as flamboyant, you know, he's just like himself, like, and, and that's actually why I like the guy, because he's not putting on a show. Really just being himself, kicking ass, helping other young guys. Because one thing that people may not know, he has a MMA gym next to his house. Hmm. And, and we do not have like mega gyms here in the Netherlands and it's a kickboxing country, as you know. Um, So what he does in his gym, he has like all the elite Dutch fighters come there and they train like privately with each other and make it a, a little bit of a, I don't know. It's 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 not open to the public. Like reporters are not welcome there. It's like once in a while you see a picture, and then you see him with Costello, or you see him with any other upcoming great fighter. Like only the elite, and then they really help each other there. So he's also giving back, and yeah, man. I I do think that we. um, I I think maybe as you said, four or five, maybe less fights. Still, that's what I think, um, because um, Costello von stein is—he's um, in the same division in Bellator, and he's—he's uh, he's doing all right and trying to uh, go for the title as well. Um, so I think uh, that he's going to either go up because he already fought in light heavyweight as well, yeah. and then uh, make a room for Costello. But I do not think that we can enjoy Gegard very long anymore, to be yeah. honest
0: no that we have to be reaching the end of his career like it's just it's just insane how long he's been around and at the highest level in every organization he's competed in now the perfect retirement tour do you think bellator would be bold enough to go and do a show in the netherlands because they're doing shows all over europe like i I think retiring at least one more fight in the netherlands would be perfect right of
1: course yeah Um, that would be great you know um bellator um, what, uh, the rumor was that Bellator uh, wanted to come to the Netherlands sooner, but then COVID hit. Oh, and then, please. because uh, I think that year, Bellator, UFC, and another organization, I don't know which one, they were all planning to come to the Netherlands. But it didn't happen. Okay. And now, in the UFC, we have only Yarno Ehrens. I say only, but he's, he's he's a very good fighter, very good kid as well. Very yep. nice guy. Um, but and and Germana Shermana de Rondami, but she's just uh, had a baby. So she's out. Uh, and there might be some new UFC fighters coming, but it's not interesting for the UFC to come to the Netherlands. Bellator, on the other hand, yes, we have five fighters. Yeah. I think, yeah, Costello, Gegard, Denise, yeah, Pieter And yeah, is there someone? Am I missing someone? Oh, we probably Maybe we have four. Yeah, no. I'm sorry if I forgot you. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry if I forgot anyone. No, but we we had Melfin, of course, there as well.
0: They could re-sign um, him for one fight. He's fought, <laughs> you know, he's still around.
1: Yeah, you can, you can sign him. Yeah, if they come to the nest, I hope they do. Um, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I wasn't at the press conference today because it was today, and that was that would have been my first question. I hope, some of uh, the other reporters there asked it, but I do think. They will come um, simply for the reason that they just landed a new broadcasting deal with Videoland, the same uh, home yeah. as Glory Kickboxing. Yeah, And yeah. The, the cool thing about um, that um, streaming service is that the people behind the scenes are also people from the industry. So um, the people that are working on the products, so to say, Glory and um, Bellator, already have, are familiar with it. And the presenters, already familiar, already did like a letter gigs. and um, So, yeah, I have, uh, I have good hope for that. And um, mm-hmm. with that many fighters on, I think they're all top 10. Yeah, it's inevitable. I, if, if they're not going to do it, it's not going to be smart. Scott, do it. And you, uh, <laughs> Matt,
0: absolutely, Absolutely. It's a tougher sell for the UFC because I, I think it makes sense to me. They haven't, they've been there before. It's just been a really long time, but they don't have a ton of fight. Yeah, I've been there twice now. They just don't have a twice, ton yeah. of Dutch fighters, but that's their fault. They should be. I think at one point all like there was there was definitely a rush to sign as many Dutch fighters at one point. And, like KSW grabbed a few, one championship grabbed like a few great Dutch fighters and the UFC kind of got left behind and actually didn't sign as many as they maybe should have.
1: True. Yeah, I don't know why that is, uh, but they did that. They had Stefan, they had, Stéphane, they had... Alistair, uh, Shiman, of course, uh, a lot more. Siyar, Parahusara, I hope I pronounced his name good. Um, yeah, that was perfect. A, That's
0: a, perfect, man. That was
1: great. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a, we had a couple, but um, you know, uh, age happens, and um, and the thing about the Netherlands as well is um, wrestling is not our base. It's it's stand up, and yeah. you really have to be excellent in takedown down defense to stop those crazy Americans or Dagestanis nowadays yes. or anyone that has a wrestling base. So um yeah, but there are a lot of and the cool thing is the we nowadays we have like local organizations. So we have like a Cage Warriors Lowlands. That's like uh
0: Oh, I know, didn't actually know that. Okay.
1: Yeah, Case Warrior Lowlands. I uh, actually did do, do commentary there. Please don't look. Or, well, you can look, but please don't hate me if I'm doing <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs>
1: because I know I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. So please forgive me. Um, but yeah, Case Warrior Lowlands, where we have like um, mostly Dutch fighters um, that are developing in amateur fights. And they have a levels fight league um, that's actually doing pretty, pretty big stuff as well, signing XUC fighters to make the card very interesting and give upcoming fighters a chance to showcase their skills as well. So now it's an actual community. And to be honest, when the UFC came here, there wasn't like that big of a MMA scene in the Netherlands. So I think if we wait maybe four to five years, there will be some new stars popping up.
0: Wrestling is the toughest one to learn because like we've even talked about it in Canada. And like, I don't know how George picked up the wrestling. Like, it just, it doesn't actually make sense. But anyway. He's a freak. Like,
1: he's a freak, man. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> he's man. An he's he... athletic freak.
0: <laughs> Simply incredible because in Canada, we don't have wrestling in high school. Like in the US, you would have wrestling in like from elementary to high school at a high level, and then you would do it at state level. And if you keep going, then you would either like go to a university or perhaps the Olympics and like someone like a Michael Bisbing didn't start wrestling until he was 19 years old. So he's already 10 years behind someone. And I feel like it's the toughest one. But like with some of the new MMA being more popular in the Netherlands, there's good wrestling coaches there, right?
1: Yeah, of course there is. But it's not part of the school program, you know, yeah. unlike football or you probably call it soccer. But yes. football <laughs> is, uh, yeah, that, that's a thing as well. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not a football fan, so I don't give a damn. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, and that makes it even more special that those guys from the old days managed to get that far, you know, with not a wrestling base. And now you do have a couple of specialists, but now MMA is a sport. So they even have kids MMA here. Of course you have to wear hats and stuff and uh, they make it safe, but, um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's it really picking up. And you can actually see it as well. If you look at the amateurs, some of those are just like professionals. It's insane how they fight and the techniques, and and especially in the mind state they're in. It's so it's great. Yeah. See, Herbarzada was a
0: cool guy. He was an OG back in the day as well. I'm just like this guy likes to fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, you. And a very, very nice guy and a very, I know. Um, he's an ex, He's a, he's a, he's an animal. Like if you see him, you're like, whoa. He's, he can be very. And how you call it? Um, uh, impressive. But if he talks, he's like, oh it's a sweet guy. (laughs) It's just a a very nice guy, and uh, it goes for for most of them actually. Very open. Most of the fighters are 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 very open and very kind and different than you see when the cage closed.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah, of course, of course. And that's the stuff we try to get in interviews of, like, show me you being like a normal person. But someone I. I feel like that they get across really well in terms of like being a really nice person is Denise. And you, as you were just talking, about miss dynamite. There's just something about her. She's so charismatic and so nice. And I want her to do well in MMA. Do you think it's going to happen? She's fighting this weekend at Bellator two nine six. She going to make it in MMA. Uh,
1: Well, um, she's all round. She's all rounders. Of course she came from kickboxing and um, they did not did not make it easy for her. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people get the easy way, and uh, they're gonna put a striker versus a striker because it's it's their it's their field. She didn't get that. She got she got some challenges, and uh, now she's I think she's uh, six and five, and um, very close of uh, being uh, being the Bellator MMA champ because she's already the Bellator uh, kickboxing champ. I think she might be the last one. Because they haven't yeah. been uh, Bellator kickboxing, um, but um, this weekend or this Friday, I think she's fighting a, a striker as well. So, and if they're and if they're just going to strike, uh, I'm going to give it to Denise. Easy, easy. If it's just striking, it's, it's going to be easy. But um, uh, her training camp and she did that um, uh, mostly dedicated on wrestling. And, and uh, she had a, a couple of interviews and I've spoken to her as well. And um, this time she really wants to showcase uh, what she's good at. So she focused on what she's good at. And the other things um, that she's not so good at, um, she, um, she worked defensively. So the takedown defense, the get-ups, um, just everything to make sure she gets in her element and that standing. And that's a very smart approach. So, um, of course, uh, I, of course, I cannot bet against her because she's no. Denise, and Hestie's going to kick my ass. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding, yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, um, actually, Denise appreciate it, appreciates it when you're um, 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 when you give feedback. You know, she she she's not going to be mad of stuff. And if you give her feedback, she's like, oh yeah, maybe I can try. You know, um, hmm. but I do think that she will win this Friday. I do think she will win. I think that her fight is the easiest one to predict from the Dutchies.
0: That's saying a lot. I think out of her and Musasi, I think ultimately Denise is closer to getting a Bellator world title. Just because, I mean, Musashi is amazing. He's an incredible fighter and all that. Just given what happened in the last championship match, I think Denise is a lot closer. I think there is still gold in her future, potentially.
1: Yeah, it could be, it could be. Um, well, actually, um, I, I saw the uh, press uh, a, a bit of the press conference, and the fight between Musashi and Edwards, and it looks like it's a title eliminator, because uh, yeah, Johnny Eblen, Eblen Eblen, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure how yeah, yeah. I can pronounce the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he uh, he was uh, he was in the audience, and he said yes. And, I'm very happy to see this fight and see how this unfold. I might retire that guy or smash his dreams. So that looked like a title eliminator to me. So I think that the title is still in grabs of Musashi. And for Denise, I think maybe this fight could set her up for a title fight, maybe another one. But she's still, she's up there as well. Yeah. It's going to be a
0: good weekend. We also have, uh, as for Dutch sports, we do have... Jarzynka Rosenstruck will be headlining this weekend, and it,
1: oh, we forgot one. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Costello versus Douglas Lima.
0: Man, fighting Douglas Lima is like the hardest thing in the world. This is—it's not an easy fight. What do you make of this one?
1: He has the hardest. He has the hardest fight of uh, of the three of them, I think. But he, he does have an advantage, and so does Gegard, because Costello fought Edwards and Gegard fought Lima. Hmm in the past so they can help each other because they had experience but i think um costello um in, uh, been a while since he fought um it's going to be a very tough fight for him i do think that he he can he can win this fight especially because he's, uh, he's rich and he has something something ferocious about him and it's very of course they all say i'm hungry and i'm ready but for some reason he, he really feels like he has a point to make and i think that um he's going to go all out, especially against Lima. You cannot make any mistakes. You cannot, you cannot do crazy stuff. So, um, I think he has the biggest task ahead of him. Uh, I do think he will win. I do, th- but I, I also think it's going to be a very tough and hard fight and, uh, could be fight of the night potentially,
0: man. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Douglas Lima, like it, it, even, even in the, I do recognize he's probably past his prime, uh, just given the last few bouts of his career, even then, it's tough to beat him. He's a skilled fighter.
1: Yeah. He's so one of the fighters that I'm really bummed out that he didn't uh, try it in, in the UFC, right?
0: Yeah. And like, f- yeah. What would you have done in the UFC four years ago, kind of thing, right? Like, not past your prime right. now. Oh, no, I'm...
1: not now. Not now. No, no. But yeah. During his prime, he could have done some crazy stuff there, man. Yeah. But oh. anyway, Josinho Rostrek, yeah
0: yeah biggie boy absolutely love the nickname i was just talking about i do uh, like i do a bunch of podcasts but I just we were all talking about how much we love the nickname biggie boy oh,
1: uh, he's it, also from Suriname, so yeah. also from the country that i'm from and biggie boy means big boy it's just big boy in surinamese God, yeah that, that
0: adds up it, there, it, there's so many great dutch surinamese fighters like especially in kickboxing Just so many good good fighters right
1: yeah, Tyrone Spong, Melvin Manhoof, and Anesta, of course. Of course. Uh, you name there, uh, Remy Bonjasky, and it, the list goes on. Yeah,
0: the greats. <laughs> Here's the top five. Yeah,
1: <laughs> all the greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, cool. It's I, I don't know why. I think it's um, it's something. I don't know. I don't know why because uh, they're all very athletic. Because we also had uh, have a lot of great um. Uh, athletes in, in football, um uh, football there they're they're great as well, you know. Um I don't know, very athletic guys and uh, and have a have a certain drive because um in Suriname um it's not a real wealthy country and um back in the days there's a lot of corruption and a lot of poverty and for some reason I think um and even even though some of them are born here. You do have, like, a, a feeling that you have to prove something. And it might be that that's where it comes from, you know, just a feeling to prove that you can be great as well from um, from a certain background that is not a guarantee for having a successful life. Was that a good sentence? That was a good sentence. That was good, perfect. Good social media snippet That was <laughs> Inspirational. Have some like a piano, piano thing in the background for it, right? <laughs>
0: You're absolutely bang on about it too. But you, but you are correct in terms of wanting to prove yourself. You can't just. It's almost like, it's it's a little bit hard to describe. But like it, you almost can't just be successful. You need to like go above and beyond and really push yourself yeah. to prove yourself to, to to all these people, right? So tell me when I'm wrong here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But I think it's more proving it to yourself than to other people. I think. Um, there's a there's a certain part in you that wants to be great, and the best thing to do is be greater than you were before. Instead of trying to be as great as someone else. But damn, I'm throwing these these, mm-hmm. these these big ones at you. <laughs> Holy, man, what you this is good stuff. This I'm gonna good. do some. I'm gonna do some inspirational videos. <laughs> I know what to record now with this gear.
0: <laughs> Absolutely incredible stuff, man. But let me ask you: is it is it hard? being a Jarzinho
1: Rosenstruck fan. Yes.
0: Yeah, it I is. figured it, I figured it, it
1: would is. be. But he made himself immortal because now if I create a fighter in UFC 4, <laughs> I can pick my flag. Finally. Hey, there so you go. He did that for the for the country, but um yeah, of course, um, but that that's what makes him exciting as well, you know. Um it's one way or the other with him. You you never know which way it's going to go or it's going to win devastating or you he's going to lose devastating is <laughs> it is yeah but it's it's there's no in between it's like always something going on and um yeah the results aren't always as you would like but it is must see tv so yeah it's not tv but you know what i'm saying right oh yeah it's you 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 have to see it so um it's for one hand, it's tough being his fan. On the other hand, there are a lot of people that are so proud that he's uh, representing our country. That it, it doesn't. It, of course, it matters if he wins or loses. But only that he's there. It brings so much pride in the, in the people from my country. And of course, it's like every fighter. When you lose, everybody's gonna, you know, um, throw shade at you, sort of say. Uh, and if you win, uh, everybody's your brother or yeah, that's my cousin, so, <laughs> but everybody's your family then. But, um, I do think that, uh, people are very proud and, um, like uh, guys like Tyron Spong, you know, very supportive of him and sometimes was in his corner as well. Um, and like the Surinamese people are, 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 are backing him and really, yeah, supporting him. So yeah, to answer your question. It is kind of hard being just in your fan, but on the other hand, he makes everyone so proud. And especially if you know from where he comes in the country and like really from the Surinamese project. So that's the projects in a country that's already poor. So you know how that, how, how it goes there. And if you come from there and make it internationally like that, it's just something to be proud of. So uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, That's a very big answer to your question
0: man it's a great answer as well it's it's uh it's sports is one of those funny things where like you do want to support your people and knowing their story makes you attached to these people and seeing them struggle or seeing them lose makes it so much harder but is there there must be a level just like what you're saying of like even just seeing where he's at currently that's a big deal that's awesome to see
1: yeah yeah Of course, yeah, it is, and he he also he did kickboxing and he did muay, and um, he was good. He was also quite good at those. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But fighting in the UFC, that's that's like that's the the highest level of combat sports, um, at least if you believe their marketing department, (laughs) and 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 it always gets me. So I believe that. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We we can lie, but you know it always gets us. It always getting me pumped. It doesn't matter what kind of promo they cut. I'm always like, oh damn, they got me again.
0: I'm ready. I know. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, but um, yeah, for him only to be standing there, that's uh, that's uh, something really to be proud of. And uh, yeah, I hope that uh, that that other people are uh, agreeing with that. For me. at least that's what I think. You know, so I always uh, like people and uh, that uh, that make it yeah and- that far.
0: Now, at this point, we're talking about UFC, MMA. Like, I feel like the Netherlands is such a kickboxing country, but I, I've been there dozens of times. I'm That's not true at all. I feel like at this point, the UFC might be bigger in the Netherlands than kickboxing is. Is that right or wrong?
1: It was right. It was right for a while, okay. but now uh, Glory is, um, um, is working, of course, with VideoLand, as I said, mm. and you can really see that you know the marketing thing that that the UFC does, Glory un- understands that, and Videoland understands that. So their collaboration right now, and and let's not forget, I don't know when he actually popped up on the uh, on the scene, but Robbie, they said uh, Glory matchmaker. Damn, that man is cooking. That man is making crazy um, uh, matchups and. Um, So that's one thing. Another thing is they're finally building other fighters. And they used to only build Rico Verhoeven, Badr Hari. That's it. And and for some reason, and I think that might have something to do with a new PR lady or the marketing um, people, now they're building up-and-coming fighters. They're building Tijani Bestati, uh, who's who's the current lightweight champion. Very cool guy. They're really making characters... Um, or characters of those uh, of those fighters that people can relate to and uh, make them—I uh, I like to call it—emotionally invested in those people. And um, from there, now, glory and and UFC glory is is it's growing again, and UFC it's it's a little bit stagnating because we don't have any duchies there. So, for the big audience, it's still glory. It's always was glory, but for like combat sports fans it's 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 a little bit in the middle but mm. i for me honestly i i'm I, i'm an mma fan i'm an mma fan so for me it's it's mma all the way you know um so I'm, I'm maybe a bit biased but yeah i think um yeah mma is big i don't think it's bigger than kickboxing to be honest because kickboxing is our mm. number three sport we have uh, i think football uh judo and kickboxing okay Okay. those i think those are the three main sports i could be wrong but yeah so it's very popular and everybody does it. it's like you have like house moms doing that on the side and young kids it's like yeah it's awesome it's it's so cool cool.
0: but yeah it's yeah it's just i i do feel like like you said glory has gone through the last year a little bit of turning a corner a little bit like getting away from the Rico show, really just investing in the other fighters. And I feel like a year ago we would have had the opposite conversation. But now I can confidently say, like, I think Glory's actually doing a pretty good job.
1: They are. Yeah, they really are. And uh this, and for me it's uh, I always say I'm uh, I, I'm my 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 um I work for the sport. That's yeah. what I always say. Um and I like it. I love it when they, uh, they see new guys coming up and actually getting the attention as well. And
0: <laughs> so Speaking of, of glory, just a few minutes left, and I wanted to get some quick word on the big collision show that's upcoming. We've had four title fights announced. So I want, just give me like a two one-sentence answer on each one about how you feel. The interim heavyweight title between Antonio Plazabot and Cookie Tariq Osario.
1: Breaking, because their teammates... And, um and, yeah, Osaro uh, worked so hard to face Plazibat. I really, um, uh, I like them both, but I think Plazibat has been waiting for so long to get that title fight, been so active. I think he deserves it, but Cookie's a bad man. He's a bad man. So uh, I cannot give a prediction on that. It's very difficult for me, but um, I do think that Plazibat deserves the, that fight against Rico. So uh, I have to go for plus, sorry, Cookie. I love you, man. Oh. Yeah. All
0: right. Doneghi Abina is going to be looking to defend his light heavyweight title against the tank. Tababas, how do you feel? What do you think of this one?
1: broken as well. Um, uh, Abina is from my country, so it's very hard to go against him. Um, But Tariq, I know him
0: He's, I a, think eight he's a nice years guy. Or something. He's so nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's very humble, very nice. And he's like, uh, he's, he's, he's not putting on a show. He's who he is. Um, I think this is a very, very, very cool matchup because Donoghi is very technical and Tariq is like a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, In his last fight, Donoghi was very crisp, very mm-hmm. good. I think um, if Abena wins, it's going to be uh, by cardio. I don't think it's going to finish him. And if Tariq is going to win it, is going to win in the maybe in the second round, first round KO. I think, but to give I, I cannot give a definite prediction. I can give you this: if Tarek wins, it's going to be in the first or second round knockout. Mm-hmm. And if Abena wins, it's going to be a decision.
0: Fair enough, right? absolutely fair enough. Donovan Vise is going to be looking to defend his title against the Turkish Sirkan Ozgulian for the middleweight hey. title. We've been waiting I- for it.
1: Oh man, I want I want to go to Collision Fight, but I don't want don't want to go because all those title fights are all people that I really like, and and yep. uh, Don Favista, very technical yep. as well. And um, man, he's he's a legend. I really I'm, I'm really bummed out that he didn't get to fight Pereira. I really yep. would love would have loved to see that. Um, so I, it's hard for me as well to not go against or to go against my countrymen. Yep. But Serkan, first of all. I've known him since he was a heavyweight and now we're talking about eight years ago and he's my mom's favorite fighter. And <laughs> I cannot go against my mom. <laughs> so, no, but uh, technically speaking, um, I think um, uh, Donovan, is, uh, he has the total package,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: second has that heavyweight power and the ferociousness that he has. So, it's, uh, I don't know, man. This one is really a coin flip for me. I, I don't know. I really don't know. And that's and, what makes it interesting.
0: Absolutely. Now, I think you're going to have the same attitude on this one. You can't pick one, but Jay Overmeer will be challenging for the welterweight title against Andy Semeleir.
1: I can't. Pick it's him. a rematch, you know? It's yeah, a rematch. They, they already fought, fought.
0: They fought in uh, Infusion, in, I think in, like, in a, a, Abu Dhabi, I think it was, right?
1: Yeah, it was Abu Dhabi, yeah. yeah. And uh, Semeleir won that fight, um, but Jay made a very, very, um, he really grew through the years. And, and he's like, uh, he's like uh, a young Rico now, you know, fresh, <laughs> looking good. Looking all fresh and, and loves to uh, loves to laugh. But um if I look at Seymelir at the Groenhardt fight, and what which was last month, it's it's crazy that he's already defending defending his title. Yeah. Um he, he really surprised me. And I know he, I already knew he's he was technical, but he's not a real finisher if you look at his record. But wow, he really impressed me. And um I think if you look at the um the level of competition Mm -hmm. I think same layers should get this, but but Jay's the same, man. I love that guy. So sorry, man. I cannot give (laughs) give you a prediction on that one. (laughs) It's going
0: to be, no, but that's also the problem of being media. When you're friends with all these people, I can't say that some of the things I actually get, but here, here's the thing. We got 60 seconds left. I'm going to put all your social medias will be down below, but talk us on out of here. Where can the people find more of you? What do you got going on? All that stuff.
1: I will keep it short. On all platforms, my username is ChinMMA. So that's T J I N M M A, and you can probably find me everywhere. And and I I said I did not have the platform, but I'm building one. It's gonna be called Main Event, but it's in Dutch. So I don't know if your audience is going to have anything to do with it. But that's it.
0: Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for your thank you so much for your time, sir.
1: Love you, man. No problem, my brother.